do you spend a lot of your time finding that you need to please other people or do what other people ask you to do, even at the expense of what you really feel you want to do? If so, stay tuned for today's podcast because we're going to be talking about how pleasing others can really cause a problem in our own lives and what you can do to change it. And if you want to find out more about how you can improve your relationships, head over to therelationshipmaze.com and remember to subscribe to this podcast right now so that you can hear every episode. Welcome to today's podcast and today we're going to be talking about pleasing other people. Yeah, so do you want to start? Yeah, so pleasing other people is, well, there's often the trait that we call please others, which uh, is basically, it's, it's a driver that's sometimes talked about in transactional analysis, which is another podcast that we did a few weeks ago. Mm. But some a lot of people have this desire and almost like a need that they have to please other people, even when they don't really feel comfortable doing it. So they spend a lot of time feeling exhausted because they're putting all this energy in to do things to make sure other people like them. And at the end of the day, it, it really can fatigue them both emotionally and physically. Yeah, so there might be, for example, they might really um, put themselves out, create extra time, even though they might have lots of things to do already, lots of things on their list, on their to-do list. They might still uh, agree to meet a friend and help them move move into a new house or, you know, so things like that. It's just really doing things that are beyond what is reasonably expected, so to speak. Because in a way, it can be a very positive trait, right? It can be really nice to to care for other people, to look out for other people, to want to do good things for other people. So there's a sort of positive aspect to it. But when it tips over, and when it becomes a has to rather than want to, that's when we have a problem. Yeah, absolutely. And and it is a great trait in order to think about other people. I think, you know, everything that we do, everything we think, everything we do has an effect on other people. Uh, and, and when we look at kind of philosophies like Buddhism, which is uh, generally about having kind of a, a loving feeling towards everything around us and the caring thing, I think that can be a great attitude. Mm. But the difference becomes when it's ex- expense of somebody else. For example, someone I used to know um, who had a couple of children uh, would spend all their time just making sure everything, every need was met for their child. So any demand was always met. And any demand of this person's husband, she was always making sure that she was going out the way, hours in the evening making sure everything was right, preparing food for the week and every, at the beginning of the week if she was out working. Mm-hmm. And what happened was, after, after a year or two, um, this person suffered from really serious depression. Mm-hmm. They couldn't cope anymore because they were exhausted. Mm-hmm. So sometimes when we just think about pleasing other people, it it can be problematic. And I think the real key is when we think we have to please other people because we want them to like us or because we feel we need to or we have to, as opposed to just pleasing other people because we want to or we want to do nice things for people. And I think it's those times where we don't think about it as pleasing other people, but we just think of a caring attitude, that, that that's a more positive way of thinking about it. Yeah, because yeah. the driver, the, the pleasing others driver, is usually not uh, coming from the perspective of wanting to do something lovely for other people. It's, this, it's, it's an anxiety. It's driven by an insecurity, ultimately. It's this insecurity that makes you think, if I don't do this for other people, if I don't do this for my friends, if I don't do this for my family, for my partner, etc., 
they're not going to like me anymore, they're not going to care about me. There is a risk here, and the risk very often when somebody is in this pleasing mode all the time is the risk is uh, a fear of loss, a loss of the people who will love me, the people who will care for me. So everything is done to, to kind of keep this fear of loss at bay and to make sure that the other person will still be there for me. So I have to make sure that I look after them, and if I really, really do everything that they want me to do, then they're going to stay with me. Yeah, so one example would be, well, if you think about where this comes from, it comes from, you know, usually from childhood. And, uh, for example, somebody whose parent was ill a lot when they were a child or suffered from depression. And as a young child, even at five or six, they felt they really had to look after their parents. And they felt responsible if their parent was ill. They felt they weren't doing enough. So they always felt they had to do more. And that trait carries through um, as to an adult. Similar thing, you know, if parents were arguing a lot as a child, you might think, well, I've got to keep them together. I've got to do everything for them to make sure they're happy, to make sure that there's that security. Mm. And again, that sort of trait, that feeling of I need to do things for other people, otherwise they're going to leave me, they're going to abandon me. That thing we hold on to and that affects all of our relationships in the future. Yeah, because usually people pleasers are parent pleasers. So they learn somebody who constantly pleases others, who has no sense of boundaries around this, has always has learned as a child that they need to be pleasing for their parents. So they need to be the good child, the good boy or the good girl. They need to have good grades at school. Very often people pleasers also have a tendency towards perfectionism and getting things right. They have to get good grades. They have to be well behaved. They mustn't rock the boat at any uh, in any kind of situation because there is this fear. So the underlying fear is always about if I don't please, then my parents, if, I, if, I, if I'm not, uh, you know, a good, a good child for my parents, they're not going to love me, I'm not going to get their attention. So it's a way of getting attention as well. It's the way it's, and it ties in with um, what we have talked about in a previous podcast already. It ties in with an anxious attachment style where the child has learned that the parents are not necessarily always reliably there for them. Um, so the child is trying all sorts of different ways of getting the parents' attention. And this can change over time, of course, if the child becomes a bit more secure in their relationships. But very frequently, this doesn't necessarily change. This gets carried forward into adult relationships as well. So the people-pleasing then all continues. It continues in the workplace. It continues in friendships, and of course, it frequently continues in relationships as well, where uh, the partner, where we try to, somebody who is a people pleaser, would also very much try to please their partner all the time and to avoid conflict at all costs, because conflict is seen to be risky, scary, uh, you know, uh, threatening to the relationship overall. Yeah, absolutely. And and it's not just uh, from sort of having to please parents, but it also can be as you're growing up in groups, in social groups. So like at school, yeah. if someone was bullied and they wanted to really be in with that cool crowd, mm. they might develop strategies to try and be in with them. Like mm. I think I heard um, Dynamo, the magician in England. So if you haven't heard of him, he's a great magician who does lots of television shows and uh, seems like a really nice person. And I heard that he developed... Um, some of he, he started doing some magic because he wanted to fit into crowds at school and have people like him. Mm. So that was a strategy, sort of entertain people. 
I think you see a lot of people maybe in the entertainment industry as well mm. with that please others is that, you know, they want that love. They want to have that sense of people liking them. Mm. And it could be in a group that you think, well, if I do nice things or if I do things for this person, maybe they'll accept me into this group. Yeah. But actually often what happens is they tend be, to be used because this is another thing is we see a lot of people who are please others, they will become victims to those people that are happy to use them. Mm. And this can be a real danger. Um, so it's basically it's also being aware, you know, do you find yourself in patterns where you're, you seem to be the person that's called on to do everything if something's needing done in the workplace or at home? And, and that's one way you can start to see, well, what's really going on? What's behind this? Because sometimes then people blame the person asking them and say, this person's Absolutely. so mean. Yeah. But actually, every relationship and everything we do, it's not just other people asking you to do things. It's the fact that you take it on. Absolutely, and it frequently then leaves you with this sense of resentment, yeah, frustration and resentment, and a lot of anger. So people pleasers often struggle with a lot of anger towards others because they feel like, oh, all these people are imposing on me, they're asking me to do this, they're asking me to do that. But really, uh, the difficulty is for the people pleaser to say no. Um, and it also leads to this rather, um, it can lead to very inauthentic relationships, friendships, relationships, where if you're always trying to please the other person, you never, if you are very much uh, at pains to hide any frustration that you hold, um, any kind of um, irritation that you have, you never really show the other person who you are and what's going on for you. They never see your negative, your sort of carefully hidden negative sides because you associate saying no with being, you know, with being wrong or you know, with with, with it not being a, a good thing to do. So you're sort of going along with something that um, you actually ultimately often don't want to go along with, and you're not showing your friends who you are as a person. You're hiding something away, and that can be uh, really difficult, particularly in relationships as well, because you're all, if you always try to please your partner over the years, over the weeks, the months, the years you will build more and more anger, resentment and frustration. And very often that comes out in the sort of a, in very passive aggressive ways in relationships where the conflict is still avoided. You're not actually saying what you want to say to your partner, but you're kind of digging, yeah, nagging, digging, throwing some sort of little bombs across the other way um, where you are expressing what you really feel. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's also, it's not just being inauthentic to the other person. It's also not being authentic to yourself. Mm. Uh, and sometimes people, you know, you may find you pleased other people or done whatever people have asked for so long that you actually don't know what you want yourself. Mm. And this is a real challenge. Like, you know, if you don't really know what you want, you just feel that you're doing things and you're not happy about doing them because you feel they're doing them for something else. Mm. But actually you've lost sight of what's important to you. Mm. Because I think, you know, one of the key things is, first of all, you need to be aware of this. You need to be aware of when are you pleasing other people? When is it that you're pleasing other people for reasons like, for example, insecurity or you want to be liked? Or are you doing things because you care? There is a difference. Mm -hmm. So it's being aware of that. And also, you know, to part of that is being aware of what you really want, what is important to you. Uh, and when we're behaving in ways that are out of sync with what you really want, those are those times when it may be that please other driver uh, that's that's taking over. Mm. Well, and often, of course, the uh, the driver for this kind of behaviour is a very a very low self esteem or low uh, confidence, and we've talked about it in one of our podcasts already. So, if you're interested in this whole area of 
self-esteem, confidence head over to one of our earlier episodes where we talk about it. But so very often somebody who um, who is always trying to please others has got a very low uh, sense self-esteem, so a very low sense of self, a very fragile self that needs to be protected here. So not a very strong ego yeah, that is protected. So very, very easily swayed by what other people think about them. And uh, also we talked about, again, this kind of links to an earlier podcast, we talked about the parent-adult-child model. So somebody who is um, uh, who is always trying to please others can be in this kind of, can come from this kind of child's perspective very much, the adaptive child trying to, trying to gain the approval of other people who they kind of relate to almost like parental figures. Yeah, so it's trying to get a compliment or trying to be told totally well done, yeah, by other people. Yeah, and actually I think one thing that you mentioned there was about the fragile sense of self. And I think actually what's really important with that is the terminology fragile, I think sometimes is a bit misleading because I think one of the key things is that we, we have a rich tapestry of how we are. Sometimes we behave in ways that other people might like. Sometimes we behave in ways that people might not like. And that's okay. It's okay to be happy. It's okay to be sad. We have a rich tapestry of emotions. Mm-hmm. And I think really, essentially, when we to, return to me, fragile self, is that's when someone doesn't is afraid of accepting themselves. Mm-hmm. And I think really, ultimately... We don't have a fragile self. We have a strong self. It's it's the failure to be able to accept it, which is the problem. Yeah, or, to actually, see it yeah, as such. or, or we feel that yeah. we're going to be fragile. We feel we're going to be vulnerable. Mm. So essentially, that's the fragility. But in reality, when you accept yourself, when you realise actually you are okay, you're entitled to have your own rights, then you feel much stronger. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's kind of building a bit more awareness around that uh, about, you know, it, it's it's partly, of course, it's about be, um, developing more of a balanced sense, really, about what's going really, what's really going on here. What would happen if, uh, if instead of pleasing someone else, instead of rushing along and helping them to move house, even though I'm already completely stressed out myself, what would happen here if I said no, or if I if I sought a compromise, so to speak, and I said, well, maybe I can help you a little bit tomorrow. I've got you know I've got an hour, and I can help a bit. So what would happen? What would what would happen if I tried to have a more balanced perspective here, and to sort of gradually learn to say no? This is not something that you're going to do overnight. So you're not going to change your perspective here completely overnight, but you start to to step away a little bit and experiment with saying no occasionally, see what that feels like. Yeah, and asking yourself the question, we're in line with that, is um, do I really want to do this Mm -hmm. or do I feel I'm doing this just to make someone else happy? Do I feel I just have to do this? So do I want to do this? Do I have to or do I need to do this? And if you feel that it's more you have to or you need to because you're afraid of someone not liking you, then maybe start to question, is this something that's really in the interests of you as a whole? Now, there are times, of course, where, you know, for Mm -hmm. example, in a relationship where, you know, we we may be really tired, we may be exhausted. And the last thing we want to do is kind of do something nice for our partner. But at the same time, we we love them. And sometimes we do go out our way Mm -hmm. to make someone happy. And that's fine as well. And I think this is important. So what we're talking about isn't an excuse never to do anything nice for somebody else. Oh, absolutely. It's not always about me, 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 me either. Absolutely. So it's about having that sense of empathy and also understanding of what's going on for the other person. And Mm -hmm. sometimes when we're most tired, when we're most exhausted, sometimes 
when we know we could do something to really kind of make a difference for somebody else and we know that actually this this is worth putting that energy into that's great so it's not about just doing anything that only makes you happy or pleasing other people it's not about self-entitlement but it's about thinking do we do this too much do we do it to excess do we do it where it takes us away from our own values and from the things that are important to us in life so be clear about you know ask yourself what is it that's important to you. And maybe we'll do another podcast mm. actually talking about values and yeah. thinking about, you know, what it really is important yeah, to you. Because like I said, one. some people don't really know what they want. No. Yeah. yeah, it's this whole question around boundaries, isn't it? Because mm. if you are pleasing other people all the time, you have, you usually are not very good at setting boundaries and kind of being quite clear about where the limits are around this, what's okay, what's not okay. And because you're so wrapped up all the time in being liked by other people, you want to be liked, it becomes quite difficult to kind of really know what, where where do I draw the line here, what feels okay or not. So it is partly, as Tom said, it is partly about checking in with yourself. You send, what, what do I experience in my body even? Do I feel comfortable with this particular request? Do I really feel okay? Or do I notice some some thoughts coming into my head which are like, mm, I don't really want to, or actually no. Um, so kind of, it's learning to listen to yourself, which is not so easy, is it? If you've never learned that, uh, if you really struggle to pay attention to what happens for you in terms of your thoughts or your feelings, then you might have to practice that a little bit more. You might want to have a, a, a diary, for example, a journal, where you write down what you experience, what your thoughts are, what your responses are, etc. And and you really pay attention to what you feel. Yeah, to write down I feel like this, for example, today. Yeah, absolutely. And also another way that you might detect this is when other people offer to do things for you, do you mm-hmm. find sometimes it's difficult to accept yeah, help? Absolutely. Because yeah, because sometimes this if you have a real please others it's difficult to accept help and also realize that it's fine to accept help. And in fact, by accepting help, you sometimes make the other person feel good too, Mm -hmm. because people often do want to help people because they want to help them and they'll feel good as a result. In fact, Mm -hmm. we know that um, in terms of self-esteem, one Mm -hmm. thing in terms of contribution to society, contribution to other people, can actually have a really positive effect on your self-esteem and Mm -hmm. your self-confidence. So, Allowing people to help you is actually helping them to feel good about themselves. Yeah. Unless, of course, they are a please others and, you know, they're always doing stuff and you tell they don't want to. Mm-hmm. But allowing people to give help it mm-hmm. is something that can really help them to feel good. So knowing that actually by accepting help and in a relationship, by giving and receiving, this is really important. That's the only way you can really have um, true love is that uh, mm. you have to, it's a balance between giving and receiving. Well, there's growth in that. There's also growth in conflict. There is, um, so if you always avoid conflict at all costs because you're worried that the other person's not going to like you anymore, if you have contrary views to them, you're not growing as a couple. You stay stagnant, you get frustrated over the period of time. Whereas if you engage with each other, if you really um, open up to each other, if you have more of a sense of what really goes on with the other person, even if there's disagreement, these are all opportunities for growth, uh, for becoming yourself and for the relationship overall to grow. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, so one of one of the things also with that is uh, that can be important is learning to say no and learn to be more assertive. And this is something we're actually going to cover in more detail in the next podcast.
So taking on board some of the things that we talked about today in terms of that awareness, Mm -hmm. in terms of thinking about ways you can build up your self-confidence and self-esteem. And we did do an earlier podcast covering some of that as well. Um, Also can be really useful to have some individual therapy. So go to see a therapist or a counsellor just to explore what's really going on, what drives that need to please other people. Yeah, and tune in to the next episode when we're going to be talking about assertiveness. Yep, looking forward to seeing you then. Take good care. Yeah, thanks for tuning in today and please subscribe to this podcast and share it with a friend. Bye. Bye.